Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. We conclude this four-part series today from my course entitled The Art of Asking Questions, which you can find at courses.clearandopen.com. In this episode, you'll learn whether you err on the side of being too incisive with your questions or not incisive enough, and base your practice out of your comfort zone from there. We also talk about existential curiosity, that is, about reality itself, as a context for all lower, more, quote, practical levels of curiosity. Again, this series is from my course, The Art of Asking Questions. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because I want to help, and I see so much suffering every day that seems so unnecessary to me. If you run a business or you're a manager, I specialize in helping you, but I help all sorts of different kinds of people. So you can find me at my website, ask anything. I would love to be able to share my knowledge, skill, and awareness as I've been talking about with you. Maybe I can make a difference for you. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I'd, I'd like uh, my curiosity to show up in a way that won't shut other people down, that will actually, you know, elicit an answer as opposed to being accusatory and having somebody walk away from a conversation feeling less than, than my intended question yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah, most people have the problem or the challenge uh, of their questions not being incisive enough, but Dave has the challenge of the of default question that bubbles up being too incisive, um, which is actually a better problem to have, I would argue, because it's easier to turn that down. Uh, and they both have their challenge either way, but it's easier to have the killer instinct with questions and then dial it down than to find the killer instinct, I think, because there is a killer instinct um, uh, that's a boxing term um, that is necessary with questions like you really have to be hungry and kind of at essence impatient about um, uh, I don't know if that's necessary. That's where it comes from in me because uh, I come from uh, Dave's uh, school of uh, by default, my questions were too incisive. Uh, so I came across early on as abrasive and rude and all of that. Um, so I've learned to turn them down. Uh, so I think that's easier, but um, yeah, it's easier to let a fire die down a bit than to um, try to start it in a wet forest, but it can be done either way. Yeah. Thanks for that, Dave. The key thing with that is um, feeling the uh, making, how do I say this? I would say prioritizing your care for the human being a little bit more than wanting to get to the bottom of things. There's this old quote, I forget who said it, a horse doesn't care how much you know until it knows how much you care. And um, you people need to feel that, uh, that there's care in the curiosity, not just that you are a, not, not, not just that they are a vehicle to dispense answers or provide uh, truth, that kind of thing. Otherwise, people start to back off, and then that goes against uh, the curiosity. More on that later. Anyone else? 
For me, um, in human resources and, um, you know, you just mentioned the care for people. It's really important for me to understand and be able to express the care that we have for all the employees that work for us, but also to really figure out what drives them, what motivates them Mm -hmm. and um, how each team member and leader within our organization can grow. Very good. Yeah. And I would add something um, just it's cool that uh, Dave spoke and then Abby, because um, I'm going to pick on Abby a little bit here. Uh, Abby is a deeply caring person who I would guess has the opposite problem than, than Dave. But the, what do you do when they're on the other side, when you care so much about people that you avoid incisive questions, if that's Abby's experience. And the challenge there is to reframe it as to care so much about someone that you're willing to make them uncomfortable because you know that that's what they need in order to learn. If you're someone like Dave, that frame is unhelpful. <laughs> you see that then it would be a rationalization. Uh, so we, you want to be drawn. Do you want to use the frame that is uncomfortable for you? Right? So if you tend to be too incisive, then um, thinking, well, this question is good for you because it's going to make you uncomfortable is not going to be helpful. You're already okay with that. But if you tend to be a too caring a question asker and back off where it could, could make the person uncomfortable, well, that's the time to use the care that you have as a big fluffy pillow to serve the incisive, difficult question on, which is an advantage deeply caring people have. Thanks, Abby. Anyone else? I think on that part, um, some of it is like the flow of questions, right? So it's you know, understanding the context and the person and then like what questions to ask sort of in what order to get to that point, like based on like who that person is or like what you're mm-hmm. trying to either understand about them or help them understand about themselves, like walking them to that place. Um, so I think flow of conversations is interesting. And I'd love to dig a little bit into like external versus internal questions. So thinking about questions that you ask people in circumstances like, you know, interviews, colleagues, I don't know, friends or family versus questions for yourself that you should ask about yourself and yourself internally. I think those are, are different. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Say a little bit more about the, the flow of questions. You know, what, what came to my mind is um, do, when you're looking for a line of questioning, do you, are you clear about what you want to know? Uh, I've not always, it depends on the circumstance. Sometimes I think questions can be advantageous to, um, almost like temper reactions and say like, okay, I'm going to use questions to understand more rather than to state something or to, um, help work through like reactions you might have. Something might offend you. And instead of, you know, jabbing back, you might say, okay, well, let me ask questions to make sure I'm understanding this. Cause a lot of mm-hmm. times it actually like leads you down a different path that you didn't understand about that person and circumstance or what they really meant. Sure. Um, as an example, other times I think let's take like a, in a management situation. If you're trying to help someone understand something about themselves to improve as an employee or improve, you know, their knowledge and skill set or work on something, then I think you can go into it with more of a strategy of asking questions and helping them even surface themselves what it is they need to work on or 
um, you know, getting to a certain point of like awareness for themselves or like sometimes with a client or a customer, it's actually more helpful for them to, for you to ask questions and them to kind of figure it out on their own, even though you're leading them down that path. Yes. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a lot in there, Christine. I appreciate your curiosity. Thanks. Anyone else? So piggybacking off Christine a little bit, I'm not great at asking those internal questions. Um, and you had recommended another course, Fire and Katie. So I've been working through some of her stuff and it's been um, amazing kind of the realizations about the stories I had been telling to myself about certain situations. So mm-hmm. I'm interested in learning how to ask better internal questions so that I can actually see reality. Mm-hmm. You want to, you're curious, you want to see reality? Does that mean you think you're not actually in it? Did you hear that? Was that that rhetorical? No, (laughs) I almost never ask rhetorical questions. Um, No, I know I'm in it, but I tell myself stories about it that um, I think are not true often. Well, then that means you're both in it and not in it. If you're listening to the stories about it that are not true. Okay. Then I'm both. Yeah. One of the most powerful realizations you can have is the, at least the very, the beginning willingness to entertain the idea that you're not perceiving reality as it is. That is um, bizarrely rare in my experience. Uh, And that's one of the fuels for my own curiosity has been that I, I somehow had a sense that I wasn't experiencing the whole uh, reality from a very early age. I knew something was missing and I was not seeing it. Um, so that's one of the key prerequisites, I would say, for um, what we would call existential curiosity, a curiosity about your own existence, about existence itself, about reality itself, that there's something you're missing. And if you have a unwillingness or an ignorance, just an innocent ignorance, where you're coming from an unconscious sense of, oh yeah, I'm perceiving reality as it is, and you're not questioning that, then that severely inhibits your curiosity because you're not in a discovery mode with reality itself. Um, think Neo in the Matrix, right? Neo didn't know what the Matrix was. He'd heard about it. He had a sense, like a felt sense. Um, what Morpheus said, uh, like a splinter in your mind, some sense that something was wrong, some sense that something was that he was not perceiving and he just had to know what it was. That's the basis of spirituality. Uh, and to a lesser degree, psychology, I would say as well, depending on what your brand of it is. But it's a deep existential hunger for wanting to know, in short, what you're missing. And that hunger, when it's really deep, that's what causes you to choose curiosity over comfort. You have to want to know what is no matter, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter what it would put you through. And that I don't know how to teach. I think that comes with soul experience in part, 
but I'm going to see how I could cultivate that in this course. Before we run out of time, anyone else want to say something? Is everyone in who wants to be in? Um, I wanted to share my reason for this Please. course. Um, growing up being curious and asking questions wasn't really something that was appreciated by my parents. So for me, it's learning how to ask the, the questions, how to get comfortable asking questions and asking the question, right questions the right way. Okay, so now there's a really great example. Thank you, uh, Larita. There's a really great example of uh, a frame that I would say needs a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, I'm gonna re reword one thing you said. I wanna get comfortable asking questions and ask the right ones. I would argue that's not a good question. Does anybody know why? Not the best question, it's a great question, but not the, the best way to frame it. Why is the frame of, I wanna get comfortable asking questions and ask the best, ask the right ones. Why is that not actually as productive as it could be? I was thinking maybe if you frame it as, why am I not asking questions? Um, that would be a different that. one. Yeah, that would be different. But but um, what I'm asking, and that's that's true, but what I'm asking is what specifically is potentially unproductive about the way Larita channeled her curiosity? Because in order to be able to answer a question, you have to risk being uncomfortable. Yes, because the process of getting comfortable asking questions is uncomfortable. So if you have a, even a semi-conscious frame of how do I get comfortable doing this? So as people ask me, for example, sometimes, how do I get confident with blah, 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 blah? Like you don't, you do it unconfidently until you get confident. It's a bad question, you know, and being playful, of course, in one way, there's no bad questions, but what it speaks to is just careful with how you set it up in yourself, because the process may be uncomfortable. It may not be, but uh, so maybe you'd reword it as um, how do I arrive ultimately at comf being comfortable asking questions? Um, through the discomfort that I know is inevitable, for example, uh, and asking the right questions. Well, how you get to asking the right questions? The right question is at the end of a series of wrong questions. <laughs> so I make it look, uh, and I know we're over time if anybody has to go. Sometimes I go over. If you got to go, that's fine. Um, Sometimes I make question asking look really easy. I've been doing this 20 years. I love it. I'm really passionate about it. And in one way, I'm a bad teacher because I make it look like, oh, yeah, the person says something. And then you just instantly ask the best question. You know, that's what I make it look like. But how I got to being that, and I, I don't always do that. Certainly, I, I go down wrong lines of communication, uh, questioning all the time. But the way you get that is by going down wrong roads, barking up wrong trees. You can see this, uh, you know, attorneys do this all the time. Ideally, uh, if you see an actual case, not as uh, one on TV where it looks like, you know, they've figured everything out, but real questioning with um, cross-examining attorneys, they're trying to make a case and they go down one road, they hit a dead end, they go down another road, they hit a dead end. There's no problem. What's the problem with asking the wrong questions? You can always ask more questions. That's the thing. And I see this all the time. People get caught up in, oh, I got to come up with the right question. No, you don't. Because you get as many as you want. I mean, if it were like a game show and you only had 60 seconds, that would be what, but it's not. And so, so many times a manager will tell me, oh, I had this interaction with this employee 
And um, yeah, we got to this place. And I was like, oh, well, there's this question right here. And they go, oh, man, I was like, well, that's what you ask them next time. Bring it up again. You're the manager. You know, it's not like time's up and the balloons fall from the ceiling and the show is over. So you can always ask more questions. So th the game, if you will, is to have your questioning be the shortest distance between two points. So it's a straight line. That's what you want. But how you learn to do that is by meandering like crazy. That's how you learn, by making mistakes. And in this case, the mistakes can be uh, very forgivable unless you ask a question like, when did you stop beating your wife? That's a question that's... <laughs> you know, or offend them in some other trapping way. If you ask a question like that, yeah, the game may be over in that moment. You may not be able to return to the White House uh, press room or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, there are some mistakes that you make, but mostly not. If you're sincere and you're uh, um, earnest, then you really can't make a mistake in questioning. You, you can just waste time, but it's not really wasting time because um, you're getting better. And when you get really good at asking questions, I'll tell you this, You'll know you're really good when you have the question you want to ask and you realize they're not ready for that. I got to wait like five minutes before I ask that question. So the better you get, the more you got to keep your mouth shut because the question will scare someone if they're not ready yet. And then there's sort of, so there's sort of a bell curve. So enjoy being not an expert at questions while it lasts because when you get really good, uh, you got to hold the questions back and that's work. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.